It's show 156 of the Rim Pro Report. This week, Don Adrianson of Titan Mobile Shredding and the latest industry news. The show is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. A few weeks ago at the O'Neill Partner Conference, I had a chance to meet some of the software engineers who have been the people behind the scenes in creating the O'Neill Software products and the newly announced O'Neill Cloud product. Here's what I discovered about these guys. James Ross, Dean Ferreira, Chris Stamen. They are wickedly smart people who are passionate about and committed to building world-class software, industry-leading software. You can learn more about the kind of stuff they are behind by visiting O'Neillsoft.com. Hey, here's a handy checklist for you. If you're seriously thinking of posting one of those selfies on a social media platform, Number one, don't. Number two, don't. And number three, no, seriously, 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 don't post a selfie. Welcome to the RIM Pro Report. The one and only weekly broadcast for the RIM support services industry. Hustling with news, views, and the latest updates. This show is full of interesting information. So take notes. Now here's your host, Tom yep, Adams. Yep, it's me and we're back and there is no government shutdown here on the RIM Pro Report. No, 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 we're here. No partisan politics, no name calling, no using the biased media to support our petty positions. We've got no fiscal cliff we're about to jump off at the Rim Pro Report. So we're just going to get on with the show for you today. Today, I'm excited to welcome Don Adrianson to the show. Don and his partner have built a successful shredding and destruction business in the Philadelphia area. So I wanted to hear their story. So that's what's on tap today. But before we call Don, let's get caught up on the latest industry news. There's been lots of interesting stuff happening. So well, where to start? Where to start? Business Records Management, the Pittsburgh-based RIM Services Company, has acquired Shredding Network, a Cleveland-based company that provides destruction as well as record storage services. This acquisition solidifies BRM's position as a regional powerhouse headquartered in Pittsburgh. Congratulations to Dana Muller on the sale of her business. Looks like Office Max and Cintas are now collaborating on a program to offer secure shredding services to Office Max clients at all their stores throughout the U.S. October 20th to 26th, they are actually holding a special promotion and offering shredding at a cost of 49 cents a pound. Colorado Document Security of Palisade, Colorado have just added a brand new Alpine shred truck to their fleet. This is their fifth truck. Scott Faskin, who has been a guest on the program here in the past, also let me know this week uh, that they are making a big deal out of the breast cancer awareness and they're actually involved with their local PBS station to help raise money to support the cause. So congratulations to Scott and the entire team at Colorado Document Security. And then uh, on a sad note, last month we lost two people in the document destruction industry. Brian Moffat lost his battle with a rare heart ailment. He worked with Lane Link Group and was involved in mergers and acquisitions work in the destruction industry over the years. We also lost Craig Yoder, the owner and founder of Progressive Document Destruction of Cocoa Beach, Florida. So our condolences to both the families and to the businesses they represented as well on these significant losses. Well, that's all the news I have for now. If you have any news you want to share with me, let me know so I can share it here on the show. Alrighty, I'm going to get Don Adrianson on the line. Hold tight while I do.
Don Adrianson is co-founder and partner of Titan Mobile Shredding based in the greater Philadelphia area. Don, are you there? I am, Tom. Great to be with you today. Hey, really great to have you on the RimPro Report. For anyone listening who doesn't know you, give me an overview of, of your company, Titan Mobile Shredding. Where are you located, your company size? Give me a little bit of sense of you know, how many staff you're running trucks. Just, just give me a sense for, you know, because there's a lot of people who understand the mobile world, but give me a sense of what your company looks like and what you do. Sure, Tom. Uh, we were founded in 2005 and um, started full-time at the, uh, really the beginning of 2006. Uh, at this point in time, we have four mobile shred trucks. We also have a plant where we have a small paper shredder as well as a hard drive shredder, and we also do all of our own bailing. And we have 11 people on staff, and we are NAID AAA certified for everything that we offer. So just, you know, just because we, we can be a little geeky about this, what do you, do you have a special kind of truck you're running all the time, or do you sort of have one truck, or you have, you're trying different trucks? Well, we've uh, we've purchased all four trucks directly from ShredTech. Oh, okay. Uh, our first two trucks uh, were the same model, and then the the two we have since then are different, mainly because of upgrades and changes that have been made to the equipment. Okay. So uh, then, when you when you're doing your routes and you're finishing your route, are you bringing your trucks back to your plant, uh, dumping them in and and bailing them in your plant? Yes, we do that uh, right in our own facility, Got which it. a lot of mobile shredding companies don't do. Right. Um, we did that more for uh, once we got to a certain volume for flexibility on our part and also to save us time going to other locations to dump. So I was looking at your website and you've got multiple locations. It looks like you've got your sort of main plant, but you have a place in Lancaster, Pennsylvania as well. Get, just give me a sense of your footprint. Uh, well, that location is really a, a program we worked out with a storage facility. Oh, okay. Uh, so they have containers there. We do uh, shred days there. Uh, we can make appointments for people to watch on-site shredding. Uh, so that's really just a, an extension of our territory uh, because in 2010, we purchased another shredding company that was covering uh, the Lancaster and Harrisburg area. Uh, so we've extended our territory, uh, but we're we're located about 25 miles north of Philadelphia. We do uh, all of southeastern PA, west to Harrisburg, north up towards uh, the Lehigh Valley, mm-hmm. uh, and then we go over into New Jersey and down into Center City, Philadelphia. Wow! So you got a you got a pretty significant footprint there. Yeah, we didn't we didn't start out that way. I mean, one of our keys has really been focus on route density, and of course, if you look at a map, Lancaster and Harrisburg don't really give you route density. So <laughs> right. we wanted to make sure that we took care of those accounts when we purchased the other companies. So we've been we've been filling that in, uh, which has worked out pretty well, and and we've made that extra route. Uh, profitable, but it but it is a long day for our guys when they head out there. Oh, I bet. 
All right, so you said you started in 2005, really got smoking at it in 2006, but let, let's um, let's go back before that. Tell me your story before okay. you founded Titan. Uh, looks like you were in the building products industry for a while, and then you were in the marketing business, I, and this is all from my incredibly great intelligence in LinkedIn, um, but it looks like you did both of those things, so tell me a little bit about what you were doing uh, before Titan ever came about. Uh, well, just prior to Titan, I was uh, one of three owners of a manufacturer's rep agency, and that business started in 1989, and we sold components to window and door manufacturers. Hmm. Uh, we started that rep agency from scratch, and um, when I left, it was 16 years old, and it's still going strong now, and I think they're up to 22 years, so it's great to see that, that they've been able to keep that going considering that the building industry has not done real well for a few years. Um, so I was able to sell my interest in, in that company to help start Titan. And uh, it was really kind of, uh, you know, an issue of the right place, right time. My business partner, Bob, he was doing accounting and consulting for a number of small businesses, including mine. Hmm. Um, so we would go to lunch and we would talk about the business and that type of thing. And um, we one day we got to a point where we were talking about future ventures and and would we could we work together, uh, you know, directly as opposed to hiring him as a consultant. Right. And uh, so we went through our backgrounds and and mine has basically been sales and marketing, and his uh, is accounting and operations. So it was a really good mix. So yeah. we kind of backwards we really um, we really talked about starting a business before we had any ideas um, which really in hindsight was a good thing because we weren't overwhelmed with you know some fast fantastic new opportunity we could really look at it from kind of the the back room if you will Wow so once uh, once our eyes and ears were open to new opportunities Bob saw a story on CNN uh, on June 6th, uh, 2005, if we want to go back and look it up. Hmm. <laughs> and um, it was about a story about a couple who quit their white-collar jobs and started a mobile shredding business in the greater um, Washington, D.C. area. So we said, hey, that looks interesting. So we did lots of Internet research, and we called them on the phone and talked to them about it. I think that company, which I don't recall the name, has actually been purchased since then. Um, so we just did lots of research. Uh, we called a lot of people. We talked to equipment manufacturers because we didn't know anything about this business. So we were going to find out from the experts and not try to make it up as we went along. Hmm. Um, and one of the first people that I talked to was, uh, as I'm sure many people know, Ray Berry, who at the time was at Shred First. Right. And uh, I actually spent a day on one of their shred trucks while I was on vacation <laughs> in South Carolina in 2005. Wow. So after I did that, I came back to Bob and said, you know, this really doesn't look too difficult. I think we can figure this out. So as we like to say, it took us eight weeks to write a business plan, tell our wives that we were nuts, and put a down payment on two trucks. And you bought two trucks right off the bat. Well, we made a deal because, you know, we're all about making a deal. Um, we said we will put a down payment on two trucks, but you got to give us a year to take the second truck. Oh, wow. 
So they, they took that, that deal, and we got a discount by buying two at once. And uh, I think it was about 14 months when we got the second truck running. It was it, we, we received it, um, I believe, right before Christmas of 2006. So we started off 2007 with the second truck. Um, we grew very quickly because we were in a geography that, that we felt was underserved. Um, and, you know, we, through education of our customers and, and, you know, providing great service, we were able to build that pretty rapidly to the point where in the spring of 2008, we decided to move into a building and start a bailing operation. Wow. wow. So we worked out a, a program for that. And as everybody that's listening that was in this business in October of 2008, the price of paper dropped 65% in about four weeks, and we were wondering what the heck we were doing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was a nasty time for so many people. Yeah, but so, I mean, we had to make some adjustments with personnel, and uh, Bob and I learned how to drive a forklift and uh, so we could load the paper trucks because nobody would be in the, in the building because they're all out shredding paper. Uh, and it worked, and, and, and that recession lasted, um, well, for us, exactly 12 months. And then um, by November of 2009, uh, which is really when all the purges came back, I mean, we were always adding routine service, but the, the purges dried up for a year. Yeah. Um, and then it was, you know, smooth sailing again to the point where we were in a position to buy another company by the end of 2010. So we just we just tried to be smart about what we did. So you said it was really easy, uh, you know, when you started back in two thousand and six, an underserved market. But how, how well, I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word easy. All right. it was a heck of a lot of work. So, but but so <laughs> what what went into that work? So tell me a little bit about um, the the things you did to actually make that happen. Was this dialing for dollars? Was this uh, knocking on doors? Was this, because Bob, it sounds like, came from an accounting background. Was it every former client that he'd ever had that you'd, how did you actually get this thing going? Because, I, I mean, so often it's one thing to put a down payment on a truck. It's another thing to actually have revenue coming out of that truck within, you know, as quickly as possible. So what did you actually do at that point in time? Uh, we did everything. Okay. We, um, we of course, went out and did a website mm -hmm. right away. We Back in those days, we went out and put all our you know, yellow page ads out there. Um, we did mailings to all of our friends. Uh, we walked through business parks with brochures. Um, we hired a, a, a telemarketing appointment setting company. Uh, we did direct mail. Uh, we joined a number of chambers of commerce. I mean, we did everything. <laughs> and uh, as we got better at it, we found the things that worked better and, and spent more effort on those. So it, 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 looking back, and not necessarily what you're doing today, because I, I don't want you to give away the secrets, but the, the, the early secrets, because the, the way we marketed in 2006 and seven is very different than we're doing it in 2013 and 2014. Um, but right. what, what, what worked back then? What would you say were the top two or three uh, drivers of new business? Um, getting our message out uh, just so people knew that we were here 
And we were able to get in front of a lot of people because it was still relatively new, particularly mm. in our geography. Right. So people would take the phone calls and they would have you come in so they could learn. Got it. Uh, you know, our first two and a half years was all about education. Right. Well, now people know what this industry is. Yeah. And, of course, they can get lots of information off the web. That was not the case eight years ago. Hmm. And a lot of it is persistence. I mean, we were working, you know, 70 and 80 weeks. Right. You know, all weekend long um, just to get your list together and, you know, get, get things going and, and go out and do it. And then as as we've grown, um, customer referrals are huge. I mean, that's a, that's a significant part of our business now. Right, right building a, a whole referral system, but you've been at it long enough to actually have a significant set of clients that you've worked with. So you, you've got a base, a, a referral base to draw from. Right. And we, um, we've gained momentum. I mean, our trucks have been out there. Our, our trucks are, are painted in a very noticeable way. They're bright blue with yellow lettering. Hmm. You can see them from far away. And of course the people in the local, local area think we have 20 trucks because they're all over the place. Right. So so the more uh, visible they become, the more obvious they are, the more you see them. And it, it's just like uh, they're everywhere. They're they're always around. Yeah. Often people will say, hey, I saw one of your trucks and then I went online. So you really found us by our truck, not by going online. Right. Because you knew where you were going. So, yeah. you know, that I definitely recommend, you know, paint paint your truck so they're visible. I mean, that that is, is well, well worth it. Hmm. So looking back over those, you know, those early, say, four or five years, what uh, what would have been one of the, the hard things? What what was one of the areas that you felt like was a big uh, either roadblock or was sick? Obviously, you're working 60, 70, 80 hour weeks to try and get new clients. But uh, was it sort of purchasing the building or was it really that that 65 percent drop in income when the paper prices basically tanked? What, where was sort of the, the, the thing that hit that you went, man, are we going to make this? Was, was that it? Well, it was definitely that uh, fall of, uh, of 2009 because, you know, we thought we were in a, in a business in an industry that just couldn't lose which I think a lot of other people thought at that time for many industries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, it was very difficult. I mean, we just had to be smart really fast. And, you know, Bob's background in accounting, I mean, we, we always watched where we spent our money. Hmm. So if you're, if you're in that position already and, and you get a hiccup, you'll be okay. But if, if you're driving that freight train 120 miles an hour and you don't have enough track to put those brakes on, you know, you're just going to have a lot of trouble. So it, it made us smart as a, as a younger company right. that, that because of that background, I think we do a better job now. Uh, I think we're very calculated in our growth. Um, you know, it, it could be, you know, it could be higher, but, you know, you got to watch where you're where you're spending your money. So uh, that really would be the the single single uh, issue that uh, that we had a problem with. Um, I think we've done a really good job with hiring employees. That's not to say we haven't had our uh, you know our hiccups with that too along the way. Right, right. 
uh, but but we we cut out the the industry surveys every year and hang it up and let everybody look at it because we we pay our people in the top one percent of this industry. Hmm, wow! And and because of that, um, we get a lot out of them and we get good people. And uh, you know they're all motivated to get their you know get their work done and 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 off they go. So. That's that's been a huge piece. Well, if you if you pay them in that percentage bracket, then you probably get some really good longevity out of them as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we we've done we've done our best by hiring not necessarily close friends, but associates of our employees because they've mm. already told them firsthand what the demands are of this job. Right. And you know, we we try to have fun, and we you know we we have become more like a family. But everybody knows we got to get the job done. Yeah, and we got to do a good job the first time. Yeah. Well, I was digging in, uh, looking at you know your website and your LinkedIn profile, and uh, discovered that you've you've got a looks to me like a number of years, four or five, six, I don't even know how many it was recognition as you know one of the fastest growing companies. Um, in in your area in your marketplace, I think I I think there was an ink one there. I can't remember, but um, so between you and me, because I I see those things and I go, uh, is that something that you sort of deliberately took on as a way to create publicity for yourself, or uh, is it a tool that you use to create sort of a marker? Uh, in terms of your own growth, what what was some of the what was some of the intent behind that? Because I. I my, I've looked at those before. You, you got to go and fill out all this paperwork, and there's, right. there's a whole bunch of activity required just to get in those lists. Uh, nobody's coming out and trying to figure out, you know, if you're growing fast. You've, you've got to kind of connect the dots to make that happen. So, give me a sense because you're the marketing guy. You're the, you've got this marketing background. There's something about you doing that. Many other companies don't. They probably could, but they don't. So, what, what drove that decision to get involved in that? Well, uh, two pieces. We've always used um, free publicity uh, to get our message out. Hmm. Um, different announcements. Whenever we, you know, we get our NAID certification every year, we always send a note to all the local papers and the and the chamber magazines, and you know, to keep our name out there. And a friend of mine, she said that um, you know, you really should. Um, think about doing the Philadelphia 100, and I said, you know, what's, you know, tell me a little bit about that. What is that? And she told me. So she actually nominated us for it. Oh, okay. Now, of course, we still had to do all the work. <laughs> right. But she put our name in. Um, so we we won that two years in a row. Again, it's it's out of it's a hundred companies that they choose in the greater Philadelphia area. And I think the first year we were in the 80s, and the second year we were in the 50s. Wow. Um, so we did really well with that. So that was 2011 and 2012. And then uh, north of that, in the Lehigh Valley, they started one in um, 2012. And I was already kind of in that mode, so we said, hey, I'm going to put my stuff in there. Right. And and we won that in 2012, and we've also won it again for 2013. Oh, very cool! Uh, now we won't know our uh, our ranking for a couple of weeks, but we know that we're we're in the top 25. So that's uh, that's that's it's 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 fun. Uh, you meet a lot of people. There's a lot of networking. Uh, 
Um, and it really is the, the publicity, you know, free PR aspect of it to let your customers know as well as your staff. It's a real morale booster right. for your staff. Right. And we send that out in our e-newsletter to our customers, and we just get wonderful comments back. And we position it to them that you helped us get here. We didn't oh, do this yeah. on our own. Yeah. Can you tie directly to that publicity and that recognition clients that have come as a result of that? Uh, yeah, I could. Okay. I mean, anecdotally, yeah. I would say that we've gotten uh, – we've certainly got a lot of connections to people oh, nice. through it. And uh, and the other the, – the fun thing about the one in the Lehigh Valley last year is in the top 25, four of our customers were in that with us. Wow. And and that that was just really, really neat to be at a table and talk to them. And that'll be the same situation again this year. So we're really excited by that, that we can all kind of enjoy in, in helping each other get there. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. That's that's really cool. And it and I, I don't think I've had the chance to talk to other people about that kind of thing. So it's it's really cool to hear that. Uh, part of the story. You, you've mentioned Nade a couple of times. Uh, you've been a stalwart in the Nade community for a long time. You've served on the board. You're AAA certified. G- give me a sense of what the association has meant to you and your involvement in it. Well, because we started this business uh, from scratch, we got in touch with Nade immediately mm. to get all the information we could uh, Bob Johnson has done a stellar job helping our company, just like he does every other shred company out there that asks. You gotta ask, <laughs> mm. but if you ask, you you know they have all the resources. And I've been involved in other trade associations, and none of them have ever been as active with their members as Nate is. Right. Uh, they just support this industry as as well as they possibly can. And and then it's gotten to the point where it's one of those things that you need to give back to, right? By you know helping with the conference and being on the board and 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 giving some of that back, uh, because it's been an excellent resource. I went through the CSDS training, I think in the I think it was the second class. It was the first kind of wide wide draw of people that they brought in, and and that's been very helpful. I mean, I I can sit in front of my my prospects and customers and know that I'm providing them the most accurate up-to-date information that's out there. Oh, that's great. So if you could point out uh, a couple of specific reasons, uh, looking back over, you know, the, the years you've been involved in this business, what, what would you say are some of the, the, the foundational items in what's made you successful? What, what has really been, uh, maybe not a secret so much as it's what have been some of the, the, the things that have driven your your ultimate success? Uh, well, there's a couple things, and we've passed this on to other people. We were, we were told very early on, don't drive your truck. If you want your business to grow, don't get behind the wheel. Hmm. Now, that isn't to say that Bob and I haven't done everything with the exception of driving because we don't have CDLs, but we've lugged boxes up and down stairs. We've shredded paper. We, you know, right. we've broken down boxes. We've done everything. Um, I still go out with our guys when we do hard drive shredding because that's still pretty new for us. So right. you have to you have to get out of your truck to grow your business. Hmm. And we know some great people that drive their trucks, but their businesses are not growing. Right. 
because they they know they can give their customer the service that they deserve if they do it themselves. So for the key for us was to hire the right staff and train them in such a way that they can give the service that we would give. Right. So that's so you've got to be hands on and you've got to be able to train your staff. And and what we do every day isn't um you know isn't all that sophisticated. I mean, we show up on time. We do a good job. We're friendly to our customers. We say we say thank you when we're done, and we charge them a fair price, hmm. which you would think would be the baseline of service. It's right. not. Right. That's that. People view that as exceptional service. Right. So that I mean that's really it. I mean it is. It's it's really what any anybody would expect when they hired a service. You don't necessarily get it, but you'd certainly like to have that. That's what you'd like, yeah. Oh, that's that's great. And so that would be that would be if somebody came to you and said, well, "I I want to get into this business. How should I think? What should I do?" Would would that be part and parcel of yeah. it, or is there something else that you'd also add? No, that that's pretty much it. I mean, huh. we're really in a service business. Um, I mean, our our method of taking care of our customers is using shred trucks to destroy their confidential information. Well. You can go buy a shred truck and you can drive it around and you can shred paper. Right. So that's really not the, the issue. The issue is setting your business up so you're service-oriented uh, and, and you're going to do an exceptional job taking care of your customers. Yeah. And if you're able to figure out the pieces in that, and, and part of it is you know get honest feedback from your customers. And you, you have to work on that all the time. It's not just start one way and stay that way. Right. So, that, those are those are definitely the the pieces that I would I would suggest. Okay, very cool. That's that's great information because I I think sometimes it's easy to get stuck in and go ahead and add this service and go and do this and buy this kind of truck and I I think the the essence of what you said there is just so powerful. Um, don't drive your truck. Hire and train great staff and then be great. Did I get it right? Those three things. Yes. Okay. But and and charge a reasonable price for that. Don't don't try and uh, scrape the floor with your pricing and and don't be excessive. Just be reasonable priced and and within all that you've got you've got a valuable proposition to offer your clients. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Some somebody can always show up and and shred paper for less money, but are you confident when they leave that everything was done correctly? Yeah. Yeah. That that's. That's what people should be thinking about when they when they only look at what's the lowest price. Yeah. So, so I I often ask this of of people who are um, are practitioners who are professionals as a service provider, and it's this: if you could now go back to two thousand and five, two thousand and six, when you got this company going, and you could change anything with all you now know and all the education resources, is there anything you'd go back and do differently? Is there any any tweaks you'd make, any significant changes you'd make, or do you feel pretty good about it? And and you know, obviously hindsight is, is twenty twenty, but I, I often think, man, I wish I could go back and do that one thing and, and we would have done so much better. But is there any of those things for you? No, really not at all. I think because we, we came at this with our eyes wide open mm-hmm. and not knowing anything about the industry, we didn't have those blinders on. So we really ran it as a, as a business mm, nice. and um, stayed focused on our customers and, 
you know, certainly there's there's issues that that bubble up, right. but as far as decisions that we've initiated, I really can't can't think of anything. Um, I mean, going along the way, should we have made some personnel changes sooner than we did? Uh, I think the answer to that would be yes. Yeah. But uh, but we know that now. Right. We know how to how to do that. Um, so that really would be it. I mean, we've we've done an excellent job. There hasn't been anything that's really kind of hit us upside the head and said, "Oh my gosh, why don't you do this?" A lot of the things in our marketplace, we were the first ones to do. Hmm. So other people have had to catch up with us, um, and we still try to keep that in our mind. Um, Bob and I are, are different. Bob is Bob is all about what's going on tomorrow, next week, next month, and keeping that rolling. And I'm I'm usually looking at what are we going to do six months or a year from mm, now. Nice, yeah. So it's a really good team you've as co-owners of the business, a really good team that you've you've created in terms of where your strengths come. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We're we're both moving in the same direction. We have specific things to take care of during the day and. Uh, you know, we know how to fill in for each other when when need be, but but we're not stepping on each other's toes. So yeah. it's uh, it's worked out really well. Well, Don, it's it's been a pleasure hearing your story, hearing some of the learning you've done along the way, and uh, some of the lessons because uh, the 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 lessons that are helpful for us and for everybody else. And and congratulations on your growth and the acquisition of a of a company and and all the cool stuff you've shared. I I think you know as as I watch. P- people in this industry it's it's often so cool to watch people who um you know just quietly are doing their thing and making cool stuff happen and uh having watched you for a number of years it's kind of interesting and 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 cool to watch and have seen your story unfold a little bit from a distance and it was great to be able to actually hear it and share it with anyone who's listening and so congratulations and and thank you so much for being a part of the show today Thanks, Tom. We really appreciate the opportunity, and and this industry has been uh, has been great to work in. There's a lot of great people. We've made some wonderful connections and uh, and some good friends. So, thanks again. We appreciate it. All righty, great talking, and we'll uh, we'll keep watching for the future successes as well. Great, thanks, Tom. There you have it, another success story. I want to thank Don for being on the show with me today. And special thanks to you for hanging out with us as well. I'd love to hear from you if you have any unique angle of service you are offering the world. You've got a, a cool story. I I absolutely believe everybody's got a great story. If you're in business, if you're starting out, if you've been in a long time, there's story there. And story is worth telling uh, it's really pretty exciting to be an entrepreneur in today's world. So uh, thanks to Don for sharing his story with us today. Finally, a big shout out to our good friends at O'Neill Software for sponsoring the show. They've got this cool tool in their software called Event Notification. It's kind of like the doorbell that rings when you open a door and walk into a store. Only it works with orders and other kinds of events. It's it's actually really cool stuff, and it's really part of a whole bunch of other cool stuff that's built into their software. And you can learn more about it and a whole lot more about what they have and what they offer at O'Neillsoft.com. That's it for us. Hope you have a great week. We'll be back next week with another great guest. So we are out of here. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. 
Our website is www.rimproreport.com. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Inc. Join us again soon.